Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, how are you? Well, hello. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? You no, know, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Spring is in the air. It is. It is a beautiful day today. And of course, Today's the day I've been, I went grocery shopping in the morning, went to the post office, been to the bank, all that other stuff. And I can't be outside today and I'd love to be. Yeah, well, I'm listening to a cacophony of birds that I haven't been hearing. They're kind of new, some of them. How's our little crow family doing? Oh, (laughs) they've got me so trained. And my mother's getting in on the act because I'll talk to her at a certain time in the morning. Uh huh. And she can hear them. She can hear them. And so when when they come out to the side window over here on the side where the dining room is, where I sit, that's where I can hear them the easiest. And so they've got this one kind of lead crow. And that crow is the one that's lower to the ground. And that's like the announcer, the announcer. So the announcer comes in and he starts making a bunch of noise. I swear, I think one of these days he'll peck on the window and he'll make a bunch of noise. And just like clockwork, I'll, I'll go right out the back door w- with some yummy food for them. And then the announcer waits until I go back in and he hops up and gets some food, whatever he wants. And then he announces it to his buddies and then they show up. And by then I'm watching and taking pictures usually they'll show up and there'll be a big flurry of, of blackness. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they'll all just kind of descend. There's about five or six of them. I love it. Yeah. And I, I do too. And that happens twice a day now. So yeah, <laughs> there's where we are. And my mom is just fascinated with it. We found, she's been telling me about this documentary on PBS and I can't find it. And I, but I did find one that was Valley of the Ravens. Uh huh. And it was beautiful. It, mm-hmm. And not so much for the Corvids, although they were beautiful, but it had some of the most gorgeous scenery I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was Austria. Oh, oh how nice. Yeah, it was. Somebody so, sent me a, a Facebook picture today of, snowflakes on a crow's wing oh oh so beautiful i will post that on our uh, weird mountain gals page yes you should. so pretty subject so we got valentine's coming up oh lord <laughs> do you know anybody who still calls it valentine's with an m <laughs> I, I do i call it I call it Valentine's with a B at the beginning and an M at the end. Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's uh, it's become the day to watch out because the next day is half price chocolate day. Woohoo! 
I noticed the last few years that there'll be all this chocolate that goes on sale for half price and people go in and just load up their carts with this stuff. Me too. That's what I'm doing. Are you? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Why not? I'm going to get not? me a big old heart-shaped box of chocolate. A heart-shaped box? The day after on the 15th. Because, <laughs> be yeah. Back. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do for Valentine's Day. I, I don't, I, right now I have nothing planned, except I'm going to read a book. I'm sure. I don't know what I'm doing. It's Sunday, isn't it? Yes. I'm I'm sure I'm supposed to do something Sunday, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm waiting on my red, white, and blue card now, though, bubs. Oh, I'm yes. I guess I'm so. Excited. That'll be fun for you. Again, <laughs> yeah, to be old. <laughs> well, it'll be different to be officially one thing. <laughs> well, it's funny. When uh, when I was almost 64, I kept thinking about that Beatles song of when I'm 64. And then, of course, in my verse of that song is when I'm 64, it's going to be the year of the plague and I ain't going to see nobody. <laughs> nobody's going to need, everybody's going to need me, but nobody's going to feed me. When I'm 64. And nobody's going to see you. <laughs> None of that. See, so when I was 64, I was a hermit. I just stayed home. <laughs> Well, you got to try everything, I think, at some point in your life. Lordy, and have I not done that? Yes, Almost. I've, done, I've, I've led a very full and active life. Yes. Makes me sound like I'm 90, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Miss Ballard, now that you're 100 years old, what <laughs> advice do you have for young people? You don't want to hear it. I'm going to tell young people to, I don't know, raise hell, be bad. <laughs> Go be young. Have, have fun, live your life. That's right. Go be young. There's another song. You know, we did all that that song stuff last week. We were all oh, we were talking. We always talk about that stuff. So, go be young is uh, another Edwin McCain song. Mm. Well, and there's forever young. That's a beautiful song. Oh yes. Wait, I'm writing it down. Forever and young. So very young. Oh, you're young. What will you leave us this time? You're only dancing on this earth for us for a while. Well, that's a better one than the one I was getting ready to say, which is one of my most hated songs, which is Young Girls. Young Girl. Oh, oh that's such a creepy song. Yeah, I know. We've oh had this God. conversation. Well, and yeah. Valentine's just in general for me is like a creepy holiday because working in hotels it took on a whole different meaning. I had to be oh, there every Valentine's Day. And if it was, if Valentine's Day was through the week, then that would give me double Valentine's Day headaches because some people would celebrate it on the weekend before and some people would celebrate it on the weekend after. Some people would celebrate it on that night. And no matter what, <laughs> the folks at the hotel who were celebrating it were, you know, amorous. That's like yeah. 10, day, 10 days of people sneaking their sweetie into a hotel. It was just, it was just, it was a lot of testosterone, a lot of hormones, and a lot of love going on. There was always a certain element of that when you're working at any hotel. I don't care which hotel it is. There's going to be an element of it. And so that's just life. And you just accept it just like there'll be a certain number of people. You expect them to go in there and sleep. You also expect a certain number of people to just go in there and have sex. But there was always just this extra like 
it was like a, they were compelled to just go more and do more and more and more. And we would see all kinds of shenanigans. It was, it was, it was Valentine's, so we can trash the room by putting whipped cream everywhere or red yeah. gelatin all over the, the sheets, which red gelatin doesn't get out once you put it on the sheets. That color is there. The sheets have to be dyed pink or something, I guess. I don't know. Ooh. It was always a pain in the butt kind of time to work at the hotels. And I remember, please indulge me here for a second. I'm on a bust if I don't tell you this. There was a guy, and this is, this is Valentine's Day in Appalachia, y'all. There was this fella who came to the hotel and we gave him a job as a front desk clerk. And he was from Harlan, Kentucky. Mm. Harlan, Kentucky, and he came driving in in a big low to the ground. It was either a big Lincoln or a big Cadillac, and he was a big, tall, thin guy, and we gave him a job, and one of the things that I would do is on their first day at work, I would walk the desk clerks around the property and show it to them, and I'd show them the different, I'd take a key with me and show them which, what different kinds of rooms we had, and this is where the pool is, and this is where the ice machines are, and these kind of rooms have two queen-size beds, and we had some rooms that were romance-oriented rooms that had king-size beds and hot tubs, okay? Yeah. So that was a big deal back in the 90s. Take your sweetie and go get in this hot tub in a hotel room. Uh Well, So this fella, his name was Odell. He was walking with me and we were, we were, he was trying to be very sophisticated and he was trying to just really put on a good impression for me that he had seen it all and done it all of when he worked at this hotel or close to Harlan, Kentucky. And evidently he did not, had not seen it all. We walked by a room that had a a king size bed and a hot tub. And right about the time that we walked by it, I guess evidently someone had thrown someone up against the door and they were having sex there. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So so as, as he was telling me about the church that he used to go to in Kentucky, we walked past this door where we could hear a certain voice going, me, me. (laughs) And the door was rattling. (laughs) And he got this look on his face. His eyes got wide. And I didn't know if he's going to make it through his first day there or not after that. He just, he, he thought it was Sodom and Gomorrah at that hotel after that. Well, wasn't it? That, well, for him, I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> the, but, and I kind of think that maybe people with that name should not be desk clerks in Appalachia because I also had another situation with a person named Odell at a different hotel in a different decade at a different exit. And this, this little fellow was one of the nicest little guys ever where he worked at, as an auditor, night auditor. And he just was, you know, you could tell it was his first job and he was so conscientious and he'd come in and he'd have, you know, really sharp creases in his uniform pants and just everything he, that he did. He did it with pride and he was just a nice fella. Well, I lived about 
three miles away from the property. And I got a phone call about 5 a.m. It was an incoherent phone call. So I go running to the hotel as fast as I can, running in a vehicle, of course. As fast as I could, I got there. And I pulled into the parking lot right about the same time that the police were pulling into the parking lot. Yikes. So I get to the top and the cop is motioning to me. There were two entrances, two ways to get in. They had closed off one. And they asked me, do you work here? Yes, I do. What's going on? Pull your car up here so nobody can get in or out. So I instantly did. They told me, don't get out. Don't get out. And I'm looking into the lobby and we had these six foot, six foot wide by four foot tall glass cases two of them and when when you walked into the lobby of the hotel they were there beside each other and that's where various small sundry items were sold we had toothbrushes and uh crossword puzzle books and things that you would find in a little travel station that you might need yeah i saw i got there in time to see this big giant Sasquatch of a man was crouched down behind the front desk. And when the police started coming into the door, he just, he just leapt up and jumped over the case and his foot caught on the edge of the case and it turned the case over on its side. So you can imagine the mess. And then I see the police kind of descend down on him and they didn't have tasers at the time. So they used a flapjack to knock him out. What is a flap? What is a flapjack? Well, it's a, it's a piece of, of heavy metal that's encased in leather. It's about the size of uh, a tiny paddle, you know, about the size of a hairbrush, I guess. And they would use it and go whap. Wow. So they went whap. And this giant Sasquatch of a man was, had passed out. Wow. And about that time, little Odell came up the parking lot from the back, surrounded by a football team of men, big burly men. Okay. And, and Odell was a small, tiny, petite guy. He was like under five feet tall and just a thin little fella, just nice little fella. Yeah. yeah. And he was just surrounded by these big burly guys and crying. Oh. And barefooted. Or I should say he had one sock on and the other foot was barefoot. And we got there and he was looking for his shoes. And they were slung on the other side of the uh, lobby. The reason they were slung there is because the man, the Sasquatch, had them in his hands. And it was a while, but I got the story piece together. It was kind of horrifying. And what the deal was is we were across the street from another hotel and another hotel. And back then, one of the perks of staying in a hotel would be the free newspaper. So all the front desks would have a stack of free newspapers from USA Today or whatever. And if you stayed at the hotel, you could come down and get your free copy. Do you remember that? Those oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the paper lady 
would come by every night and drop off a stack of these newspapers. Well, through the weeks and months, she started saying hello to little Odell, and they would talk to each other, and she'd spend 10 or 15 minutes talking with him, and he'd get her a cup of coffee and hand it to her. And back then, hotel lobbies were not locked at night. Yeah. Evidently, this lady never told Odell that she was going through a horrible divorce. And her husband had been following her. And he would see her stay over at the hotel for 10 or 15 minutes with Odell. And he'd see Odell hand her a cup of coffee. And in his mind, I don't know what he had decided. But... The paper lady came in, she dropped off the papers, they talked for a while, she got a cup of coffee, she left, and then this Sasquatch guy walked in, and he reached across the desk, and he grabbed Odell by the throat, and drug him over to the edge of the front desk and let himself in back there, and then he took Odell around the corner to the manager's office, and there was a great big giant safe there. And he made Odell crouch down on his hands and knees. And he told him to put his head against the wall and to start praying to his maker because he was going to meet him soon if he moved. So Odell's there praying. And the guy proceeds to go through all of our folios. And so a folio at the time, that's something that you fill out if you're coming in to stay at a hotel. And it was a handwritten thing back then. They'd fill out the folio with their name and their address and their car tag and blah, blah, blah. And then we'd take it and assign it a room number by hand and put it in a slot so that if they got any phone calls, we'd know who to and so on and so forth. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, he was taking these folios and he was writing this note on it about about I forgive so-and-so. If you find this letter, this person is not guilty. Do not prosecute. And he must have written that 50 or 60 times. And he'd come back there every time and make Odell uh, sign for it. As, and so at one point he did that. And a construction worker who had been staying at the hotel came up to the front window to check out. And something, something alerted this construction worker that all was not correct. Something got said. The big, tall Sasquatch decided to go around the corner of the desk. He walks around the corner into the manager's office, picks Odell up, puts him on his feet, and says, you go around there and unlock that door, and don't you give anything away. And so Odell went around, he unlocked the front door, and then he's, he started running as fast as he could. And he ran so fast that he instantly ran out of his loafers. Oh. He just left them right there. And uh, Sasquatch told the construction dude, he said, my friend has a nervous condition. I'm really worried about him. If you help me find him, I'll give you $50. And the guy said, okay, man, sure, sure, yeah, I will help you find him. I'll go look for him right now. And the construction dude left, found Odell in the parking lot, put him in his room. And they had five or 10 rooms in a row there, that construction company. Woke everybody up and told them, you know, wait, protect this little fella. And then Sasquatch dude proceeded to go in the other direction with Odell's shoes and knock on a bunch of doors at the property and wake everybody up and say, I'm looking for my friend. He left his shoes in the lobby. Can you find him for me? 
shortly after that, that he decided to come back up to the front desk. And I don't know what his plan was going to be. He had a gun with him. And about that time, the cops roared in. He crouched down behind the desk and the rest you've already heard. So love is in the air. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) The tale of two Odell's. (laughs) Neither one of them were really suited to be desk clerks after that. (laughs) I think it must take a really special kind of person to do that work. It's different. It's really different. I used to tell myself all the time that one of these days I'm going to write a book because I need to remember this and nobody would believe it unless they, you know, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> uh, we used to collect comic cards among ourselves in the hotel business. I worked there. There were fax machines and people would fax their comic cards and customer letters back and forth to each other all over the country. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Some of them were great. The one that I remember the most, and it's probably been around the longest, is the testicle story. The old fella whose testicles fell in the water when he sat down on the toilet. Yeah. He wrote a big, long letter about it, and it was hilarious. It was like something George Carlin would write. Oh, wait. Did I date myself? For those of you who are young, George Carlin was a comedian. He was a great, he was a great social commentary, commentator. Commentator. He, he did say some things that were very pointed and hilarious at the same time. It's kind of a dark humor, but still, he had a mouth on him. That's for sure. Now, now many of these suggestions, Many of these suggestions which I'm offering are intended for use on retail clerks because retail clerks seem to need special help. Did you ever go into a store and realize immediately that the clerk is running on a lean mixture? The cheese fell off his cracker a long time ago. He's just a couple of sandwiches short of a picnic. Here's one to try. Go into a gift shop and ask for your gift. Well, they never seem to have mine. I say, I saw your sign, I came in for my gift. Save you the trouble of looking all over for me. Doesn't impress them, but it keeps them on their (laughs) toes. Well, that's one of the things, of course, I appreciate him because I have a mouth on me as well. Where's the crows? Where's the crows? (laughs) What, Byron? No. (laughs) Yeah, you've been in let's say some different kind of situations than the average person would get into. <laughs> you mean not in those cases where my mouth writes a check that my butt can't cash those kind of situations? Maybe, maybe I'd, I was, yeah, maybe those. I don't know. I'm a little bitty person. I mean, not a little bitty, but I'm short and I'm, fi- I'm a real feisty person and, and I will, 
I will say sometimes about a third party to somebody, they'll say, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that. And I said, I think I can take them. <laughs> I mean, I know they're younger than me and maybe a little bit taller, but I'm kind of low to the ground and I'm feisty. And you're feisty. That makes a difference. <laughs> it does. It really does. Life is so much better now since you and I are friends. We laugh and play sometimes all day, yeah, the good times never end. When I'm down, you cheer me up, you take away the blues. So on this day, I want to say something special just to you. Won't you be my valentine? My valentine. No monkey shine. No monkey shine. So when you were in school, y'all did the paper Valentine's, right? We did. I think everybody did that. That's my age. And that was one of the things that you look forward to in the kids' school year, right? Not me. No? Well, because when I was younger, it was a case of everybody got a Valentine for everybody in the class. But as you get older, people get a little more, I'm going to use the word discriminating. (laughs) And they may not and everybody might not get a Valentine card. And that always seemed so sad to me. Each pupil will bring the Valentines that he wants to give and will drop them in this box. I have a question. Do they have to be store-bought or can they be homemade? If you think you can make your own, by all means, please feel free to do so. I agree. Sometimes if you really like someone, a homemade valentine is very special. Boy, here's my chance to get a valentine. In this big class, somebody is sure to give me a valentine. And I was, you know, blessedly, I I was not the top of the heap, but I, you know, I got enough Valentine cards. I didn't have to be embarrassed, but I remember one year, some poor little old boy and in a class of, I don't know, 25 people, he only got one Valentine and that was from oh. me. Oh, no, no, no. I, I just, that's, that's a hurtful thing. Yeah. I can't hardly stand that stuff. I hate seeing that stuff. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're young. And you've got this idea that everybody in the world's supposed to be nice. And, yeah. Well, as as a teenager, did that change any? Did you did you start? Did you date much in high school? No, God no. I've never dated. Nuh-uh. Because by the time I was coming up in high school, you didn't you didn't date one person. You went out as a kind of a gang. And uh-huh. even if you were uh, the boyfriend or girlfriend with somebody, you uh-huh. still all went out together let's all go get pizza okay we're gonna get pizza so do you still know any of those folks from your school days oh yeah and do y'all hang out well not now (laughs) but we used to i mean you know what i mean (laughs) pre-covid pre-covid 
Yeah. yeah, I've got I've got buddies from high school that I'm still real close with. That's good, isn't it? That's a good feeling. Uh-huh. I love that about this area. Well, and all right, then as 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 you grew up a little bit, did you have a change of heart about how Valentine's? Because I recall asking you about it one time and you said you were just a big lovey dovey. I am a big lovey-dovey, but Valentine's Day is just, the pressure on that is so huge. It's just, it's just too much because girls, especially, I'm just going to break it down in, in sex and say, girls get these expectations about how it's supposed to be and what they're supposed to get and how they're supposed to be treated. Yeah. And, and boys sometimes can rise to that occasion, but sometimes they're just, they're just not into it the same way. And, you know, they, they, you may be their girlfriend and they really like you a lot and smooch, 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 but you know, they just going to get you the 99 cent box of candy because <laughs> it's a lot of money right now. So you're just going to have to love that. Anyway, I don't even know where I'm going with all this, except to say that sometimes the expectations about this holiday are, are hard to live up to and to live down to. And I think it's especially hard for, people who are not partnered but still have an expectation of how it's supposed to be like if I was not partnered I would just go out and buy myself the biggest box of Godiva chocolates <laughs> and, a, and a bottle of a hundred dollar bottle of champagne oh I'd have me a day my friend a, day. <laughs> a spa I, day a spa exactly. day I was just gonna say I might just fill up the bathtub with some super hot water and soak in it until it was tepid and then drain it out and fill it up again. <laughs> the whole time drinking champagne, eating chocolate. That might be good. Oh, that but, sounds real good. <laughs> but uh, uh, that is not going to happen for me. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, I can't imagine you being not in touch. And that feels like a, it would be its own kind of pressure. What I mean by that is you, you are, there's never a day off you never actually have a day off that I'm aware of. Is that correct? That, I, I am sorry to say that is pretty much correct. Oh, and that that's a choice I make. It's a choice I make. Well, yeah. And you're, you're happy in your choice and you're because you're good at it and it's, it is what it is. So a spa day for you, I'm not sure what that would look like. It probably looked like a day in the garden. Am I right? And then a, a long bath. Maybe. And a I, book. I have a, I have a spa day or a spa night and maybe once a month and I do a facial and put stuff on my cuticles and all that stuff. You know, I love to do that. I love to, to indulge myself that way. That sounds like self-care to me. It is. I do some self-care now and then. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, I think we went to the K commercial not too long ago. <laughs> every kiss begins with K. And then yeah. I was talking to my friend. We decided that, yes, it, you know, the one that was kiss my ass, kiss his ass, <laughs> kiss my <laughs> torpedo, kiss my submarine sandwich, kiss <laughs> whatever. That's what it begins with K, right? Every kiss begins with me. <laughs> and the other thing that that is, I think, peculiar to me and maybe to people like me is that there is a whole world out there 
of people who are like on the people on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And I don't have any concept of them as real people in the real world because I don't encounter any of them. But I understand that they exist, that that is like a whole culture of people who spend all their time thinking about their fingernails and their hair and what they're going to wear and how they're going to look and all that stuff. And that has never in my life been important to me. So for somebody to have so little in their lives that's meaningful that all they can think about is, you know, oh, that color lipstick. Oh, I can never wear that again. Look what that did. I just, it's, it's something I just can't even comprehend. It's such a different life. Yeah. That now says the girl who started out as an Avon lady. <laughs> it's such a different life. In the 80s, everybody wore makeup. Or maybe not. I don't know. But everybody I knew did. All the women were well made up. And we all wore rouge and lips. I, I and wear hair. makeup. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying I don't. But when I put on my makeup in the morning, it takes me longer to brush my teeth than it does to put for me to put eyebrows, eyeliner, eyeshadow, and lipstick on. There you go. It just takes, I, I, and I wear makeup because I have a very pale face and very pale gray eyes, and I wear glasses, and I feel like if I don't put makeup on, it looks like I don't have a face. <laughs> but that's just, again, that's just me, and I know a lot of people, that's an important thing for them. It is, and I'm not, I don't know what to say because my family, they were all about the hair and nails and makeup and stuff. My grandma on my mom's side had bright red hair, uh -huh. and, and she always had bright orange fingernail polish. She had really beautiful, long, well-kept fingernails in spite of the work that she did, and she always had her, her face was always perfectly made up with bright orange lipstick <laughs> and she oh, had those light was, blue eyes. I wonder if it was Tangy lipstick. Tangy. Tangy orange was a really popular color in the 40s and 50s, I think. Not everybody could wear it either. Well, she rocked it. Let me tell you, she rocked it. She was, she was a bright and bold woman. And then my grandmother on my dad's side did not wear any makeup at all. We ran the gamut. And I remember you posted something, too, about pin curls. I, I don't remember doing that. It, you know what? It was a graphic, and I saw it, and I thought about you. I thought, we should put this up on the Weird Gal page. And it was a graphic of the back of someone's head, and all you could see were the little pin curls and the bobby pins holding the curls in. Uh-huh. And, you know, that was such a thing for us. Did y'all ever do that? Yes. And, and my grandmother, I can, I can close my eyes and see her little head on Saturday because she would get out her, that long barber comb and she had a little container full of bobby pins and she'd dampen her hair and roll it up and she slept like that. And then Sunday morning, she did this just amazing thing where all of that stuff got brushed out and poofed up and sprayed. And she always just like so beautiful. Did she use dippity doo? No, no, no. She used spray. Spray. Oh, Aquanet probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, golly, I'm, I'm going down the rabbit hole now. No, she used some kind of spray. I think it was from Breck. 
oh, Miss Breck like the, or something. The, like the Breck hair, the hair, hairspray, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I can remember sitting on the bottom of the bed at the foot of the bed and watching her get ready to go to church. And she, oh, would, yeah. she would put on her, her girdle and her under, all of her underwear stuff and then had her slip over the top of it. And then she'd put her makeup on while she was in her slip. Oh, wow. That's a it, classic scene. It was so, it, it's just my very definition of what beauty is. Mm. And she used that uh, eyeshadow, no, um, mascara that was dry it was cake mascara yes in a little it red came, box yes and it came with a brush maybelline what yes, yes and you put a few drops on the cake and then you brush it with the brush and do your eyelashes that yes. way. yes <laughs> and then you could use it on your eyebrows too yes you could and the, because of the way the little brush was i remember that too yeah i remember the smell of the hair dryers because back then, you remember those hair dryers that were like a dome and then you'd unlock it and you'd open it up and it'd come up to be about three foot tall and you put your head down in it. And then and it click would, it down over you. Yeah. yeah, and it would blow hot air on you. And some people in the fancy homes would have those like, I guess, I don't know, shower cap kind of thing with uh -huh. a with a hose connected to it and it would blow the hot air that way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Wow, I hadn't thought of that in a long time. Those old, old. Yeah, those were good memories. That's when stuff like that is relatively simple, and it, your life was simple enough to where something like that could make an impression on you. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't grow up to be like that. No. I, to be somebody who who was very careful and um what am i trying to say intentional about all that beautification i just never did it's just because i was uh, i grew up in in the late 70s and the early 80s and so it was all about where i was it was about being a free spirit you know your hair long and your clothes made of indian cotton <laughs> very lucky you and in this area there was there was a group of women who were that way through all the generations, as far as I know. Huh. The word bohemian comes to mind. But if you think about it, even as early as the early 1900s, there were these little groups of women who just kind of did what they wanted. I'm thinking about the Laura Phillipses and the Dr. Nettie's and Byron Ballard's and Alicia Corbin's who kind of did our own life because, because. Our life. Mm -hmm. Miss Byron, yep. I think I'm going to get going here. All righty. Well, you have a really wonderful rest of your day. Yeah. And I'm going to make a pizza tonight, a frozen pizza, because we went to the store today and we're going to have pizza because I'm not going to cook. Good for you. I know. It's a boundary I've set for today. I love a good pizza. Well, I don't know if this is a good pizza. It's frozen pizza. But, I'm going to think uh, optimistic no, no. thoughts for you then. Yeah, thank you. I'll add some extra cheese to it and serve it with a bottle of wine. And then it'll taste fine. It'll taste better and better as the night I goes on, too. I do. <laughs> well, right. I hope to see you real soon. Me, you too. And let me know how everything goes 
with your tooth and your Rona and all all the crap that's going on. Oh yeah, I will. I most definitely will. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.